0: Moto One Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of Creative Riding, the motorcycle podcast that brings you two-wheel topics from around the globe. Tonight's show is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. If you'd like to become a patron of the show, go to www.patreon.com forward slash creative Writing to find out more. Now, to our regularly scheduled show, show, show. episode of Creative Writing. This is episode 180 goddamn nine. Yeah, all the gods damned this one. This is the one right before 190. If you know how to count, you already knew that. It was coming. Anyway, everybody, let me turn this shit off. Listen to this right out of the gate. You can tell I'm a little punchy tonight. I got some issues. Junkie Turdman's here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. And Junkie Turdman's all out of pickle brine. Wait, I said that wrong. I messed that up a little bit. But you get what I'm saying. I can already tell you on this week's show... <laughs> oh boy, it was great. It was amazing, actually. Let me tell you a little bit about it. We tried to figure out Discord for our patrons on uh, the Patreon. Wiggy Majiggy, And guess what? Everybody had to figure it out, including myself. So that went that was a total shit show. And uh it didn't go as smoothly as planned, but I think we got it figured out and it was kinda nice talking to all the patrons that showed up and poor Corey, uh, in India er, in uh, Tennessee there checking in. It appears that my Discord profile says that I'm always available. Like, the computer's always on, like, sitting in the corner of the house. I only touch it once a week when we record. And once again, when I edit, and once again, I guess when I'm looking at Reddit and Facebook and all that stuff. But the the point is, is I look at it about three times a week max. And the Discord thing's always on. So it always looks like I'm in there. Poor Corey's always popping in to say hi and... Hey, what the heck? Who's what I don't get it. And uh so I turned it off today. I was like, "You know what? I can't torture this poor guy. He's always in there trying to fu- He's like the first one to the show every week." And guess what? There the show has, he's so he's so meta that the show hasn't started yet. So, we got Discord out of the way while well, we tried to, and poor Lance Perry jumped in for all of 15 seconds, realized everything was going down faster than a canadian hoedown at the uh calgary stampede wait let me rephrase that old lance perry from uh let me rephrase that he's not old all right everybody lance perry from alberta canada i pronounced that right let me do that again I, i think i got that one weird All right, old Lance Perry. God, he's not old. Quit saying that. Anyway, you guys get the gist. He chimes in, realizes that this show is going down faster than a plate of poutine at the Calgary Stampede, huh? How'd I do that time, right? And uh, he realizes this one's going down faster than the Edmonton Oilers defense. (laughs) Oh, yeah, bo-yeah. Suck it, Edmonton. Anyway, yeah, make a long, long story short and to quit making stupid jokes, uh... Yeah, he bailed, I think, as soon as he realized how crummy it was gonna be. And um I don't know if it was crummy, was it? You guys tell me, all the ones that showed up. But we gotta talk to Ray. Uh, we gotta talk to Matt in Japan Uh Paul Smith chimed in and stayed for the whole show. And I think he was trying to see through the camera his VFR to see if we had like tore it down and put the Skunkworks body kit on it yet. Um, but I have my camera covered up. Yeah. <laughs> I got you, Paul. And um who else was in there? There's a couple other people in there. So oh yeah, Ray, did I already mention Ray from uh, who has recently moved to Portland and uh, Motorcycle Central for the Northwest, I should say. And um yeah, it was it was good. I had a lot of fun. And then lo and behold, two knuckleheads named Wiggins and Ziggins popped up. So we went ahead and had them on the show. And um, you'll find out, you'll hear in a minute but I can already tell you this word's uh, this week's word of the week, or this word's week of the word, whichever. However, you want to say it. The word for this week was Wisconsin. You'll hear us pick it in a minute. Why am I? Why am I spoiling it for you? Why am I letting the cat out of the bag, the proverbial bag? Well, partially because nobody said the word this week, and uh, I kind of don't like that. I'm kind of with Wiggins. Why even have a word of the week if we're not going to say it? I like having the word of the week and having it be a punishment. I do like that, but I think I'm going to switch it up a little bit. And I like the, you should, everybody's continuing to throw in these words that it's like, how are we not going to say this during the show? But somehow we avoided it. It's easy not to talk about Wisconsin because it's Wisconsin. You know what I'm saying? Wisconsin. Did I pronounce that right? Wisconsin. Um, It's like not talking about Chicago When When you live in SoCal You don't need to talk about other places around the country Maybe around the world, but not around the country So I might do this next week I might change it up We might pick the word of the week But you won't know The punishment until you say The word of the week Sure, it might be like everybody cheers for you Sure, it might be We throw a funny little vocal effect on there or it might be a new challenge that I've called Smell What's in the Jar. <laughs> ah, yeah. Oh, all right, boys and girls. I am very punchy tonight. And, uh, yeah, that is going to be one of the new challenges, folks. And we might not tell you what the uh, challenge, what the what the uh, curse is going to be until you say the word. We might We might pick the curse after. We might pick the word of the week every week, and if you say it, The person that submitted it gets a sticker. Something like that. Might be good. Might be good to say the word of the week. Might be bad to say the word of the week. You'll never know unless it is said. It's just a 50-50 chance we're all going to have to take. I'm going to do this to myself, too. I mean, I participate in the show every week. If I say the word, i got to do the the punishment fits the crime. So I've created some new little things uh, around the studio, a little deed can, where I'm putting all the fun and dirty and even nice little deeds. Do a good deed. Do a bad deed. Do a deed that might break a tooth. You know what I'm saying? So I got all those in the can, and I decorated the can with my little vinyl cutter. Then I got the word can. Yeah, that's where you guys come in. Every week, listeners have been submitting stuff on our Facebook page, and I'm not taking them from Instagram anymore. It's too hard to track them, you know, at least on Facebook, they're all on one little group. If you go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash creative writing podcast, uh, or if you don't know how to work Facebook, you just type, you search in creative writing podcast. And first you have to log in and have an account. So if you if you're really behind the times, i mean facebook's already getting like outdated. if you're but if you're that far behind the times, you don't know what facebook is, you probably don't know what a motorcycle is. so you probably and how are you even getting this podcast? like what the hell? anyway, i'm going to assume everybody that's hearing me right now knows what facebook is and they can go there and join our group word of the week. Sometimes you have to sing off mic because you're feeling kind of crazy. who said that? Why is my sock talking to me? Not only am I punchy, but it's late and I'm delirious. All right. So let's get into this week's show. And uh, before we get into this week's show, uh, there's a couple parts I'm going to chop out. But... This week's show could have sounded something a lot like this, had I just left it in. I mean, I could have picked any random point in time, and I could have done like a Quentin Tarantino movie. I could have played, I could have taken the whole show, chopped it up into 18 pieces, thrown it on the ground, put it back together, and it would have made one hell of a show. It would have sounded something like this. Punishment to myself, I- as punishment to myself, I'm not going to edit this. This was this is has been a technological nightmare.
1: But now every, everything is just the Cavendish, and every banana tastes the same because every banana you've ever eaten is, is a clone. clone. There's-
2: I find it funny that we're discussing at the top of the show technology and how it improves things. And then we just show that we are not capable of handling any sorts of technology.
0: It's like, p- 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 hey, like my wallet just fell out of my pocket. Are you taking it? All right. You don't see you later. So I feel like that's this show in a nutshell. Like we had no hard any- anything. It was just
3: wild opinions on news stories with nothing to back it up. <laughs>
0: You're gonna be so, no, no. you're gonna be farting up a storm tomorrow if you start burping already during down in one of those babies. You're gonna be in fart well, town. So here's
3: the here's the situation. It's not great alcohol. I'll admit this, but I'm a connoisseur of shitty
0: alcohol. So there you have it, folks. Now you understand where we're going, where we're going to, where we're coming from on this week's episode. And I just thought I would clue you in. Why I'm giving you a warning, right out of the gate. So, with no further ado, let's get this uh, fart bag thing on the road and uh, get into a great, great episode of creative writing, episode 189. Yeah. Hey everybody. Hey everybody.
3: Hey. <laughs> We're on. It's page on why are you Wiggins something yeah
2: Wiggins where the fuck are you it's a clusterfuck
0: yeah Wiggs I even made it from Japan
2: where
0: are you dude Ray's here from Oregon Matt's here from Japan what's going Uh, on yeah something's happened something's amiss All right, Wiggins fuck you we'll talk to you next week hey everybody this is creative writing episode does anybody know Standin' Wiggins, Jay. 1... Yeah. Uh,
2: 189.
0: Getting closer.
2: 182.
0: Whatever. I think you guys are both good on that. And can you guys give me a double- t- I wouldn't be bizarro wiggins if I didn't if I actually knew the episode. <laughs> That's true. He never knows either. Hey everybody, this is Bizarro. Bizarro Wiggins, Bizarro Junk, and as usual, Bizarro J. This is episode 188. The Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast. I even had to think for a second. Yeah, 188. The um, Smitty Magoo episode. You guys remember Smitty Magoo? He was one of the top MotoGP riders back in uh, 1953. Um, Before they called it MotoGP, they just called it Grand Prix Racing. He was right there out of Spain. And uh, some other BS that I'm just going to make up and tell you is the truth, even though it is not. How is everybody doing tonight? Uh, I am your venerable venereal disease-ridden host. By uh, venerable, that's what I mean is venereal. Um, we have Alternate Wiggins on on the line tonight, as well as Jay. And we had our first fail, uh, which was pretty awesome. We had a the radic- most radical ever Discord fail. I wonder how many other people are sitting there in Discord going, "Dude, this what the hell? Like this is the worst." Um, so thank you guys for sticking around and making it. Um, Ray figured it out, and Matt figured it out, and they, they are computer technicians, so there's no way anybody else is going to figure this out. Um, before we get into things, I just want to tell you, this is a uh, an opinion show, not necessarily a fact show, but this is a show where we consider our opinions fact, so if you hear something that you don't like, remember what the guys at Nokomoto, who I wish they were here to confirm this, will say there's no crying in motorcycles and your opinion doesn't really matter. Um, And if you hear something that you don't think is funny, send all your hate mail to uh, recycle garage at uh, (laughs) gmail.com, recycle motorcycle garage at gmail.com. And uh, if you have any other, any packages, just send them to the wheel nerds. We we all get this mail at the same place. Um, So show intro participants. What's up guys? How you doing? Doing good. Nice. Um, What did you guys do this week? Anything fun, cool, motor-related?
3: Put a new uh, chain and sprocket on the Superhawk.
0: Yeah. Dude, you're getting every alternate Wiggins. It doesn't surprise me that you have another motorcycle.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, I should change that. Sorry, put some new big old pipes on the Harley and changed (laughs) out the chain and sprocket on the RC1. Grumble, grumble, Harley's awesome, grumble.
0: (laughs) (laughs) harley's awesome harley sucks uh grumble grumble Um, (laughs) i
2: was gonna say it's simultaneous
0: yeah uh jay what'd you do
2: um i was helping ash she uh had some issues with tire cupping on her front tire so i was helping her utilize the front wheel stand and getting the tire off and uh what else i think that's all that i did as far as motorcycle related stuff. Yeah.
0: You know, one of my favorite things to do is do a keg stand while I'm doing the wheel stand. It makes me feel manly. Um, alternate yeah, w- al- this
2: weekend I'm going to try to get the handlebars uh, the new handlebars on my bike cuz my goal is to be walking and riding by September. So
0: I got news for you brother. It's uh that's 10 days away. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're...
2: I have a crunch timeline.
0: <laughs> I hope you're already part of the way there. Have you tried jumping rope yet?
2: Uh, no, but I have been, like, uh, walking very uh, uh, lightly on the foot. So I am, like, doing stretches every day, and I am putting weight on it. Like, yeah. I can stand up yeah. With on both my feet. And, I ha- like, I was able to walk around the apartment for about 10 minutes, but then...
0: It's funny because uh, most mammals don't brag about walking because it's just kind of like what we do. But in your case, bravo.
2: Oh, God. I tell you what, the minute you lose the ability to do what we take for granted, like walking or using your hands, you really start to realize how much you take it for granted on the daily. Yeah. It's just like doing something like washing the dishes. I, had to, I was helping my girlfriend wash the dishes and just even like standing up for that short period of time like my ankle started to swell and I was like man you really take for granted the ability of having a able body
0: <laughs> yeah one time when i was in uh i was on a uh i would say jungle expedition that makes it sound really exciting it was really like a research and educational expedition in the jungle and uh lost the ability to use the bathroom for about uh 3 or 4 weeks and that is really Man, that'll get to you. You know, what I'm saying you fill up with uh, fill up with feces. Do you
2: have a catheter or what?
0: No, I just had to hold it for that whole time.
2: Oh, you're like constipated.
0: I got fatter and fatter and fatter, and uh, oh,
2: constipation is no joke. When I had my first accident, um, I was on heavy duty painkiller, and I was constipated for about two or three weeks. And let's just say, uh, getting your colon manually discompacted not a fun activity. Hey,
0: take it from a two time <laughs> take it from a two time celly and parolee at large. I know what you're talking about. Uh hey, before we get too deep into this week's show, alternate wiggins, are you looking at pictures of birthday cakes just like you the regular Wiggins does on Instagram right now? That's uh it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that answer was so wiggins it, 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 it's scary. Um listen, before we get too deep into the show, we needed to do something here because there's a little thing we have called word of the week. And if we don't go ahead and choose one of these words, then guess what happens? We we might have already said it and the people are gonna be calling for blood and heads to roll. Um I went to the I here's what I did that was motor related this week. Well, let's pick a word of the week. Cause let me see, I might uh, accidentally say it, but I will tell you, this week's word is. Uh, here's me in the new little can that I made. I actually made something. This week's word is. Bam, 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 bam Wisconsin. Wisconsin is this week's word of the week. We I
2: never say that. Damn. Oh, my Wiggins might have a might accidentally say
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh hey, is somebody uh somebody else popping into the chat here? Let me see. I think somebody somebody else might be joining Discord. Nope. Oh yeah, Paul Smith. Peep pee peep pee pee money. Paul oh, Smith.
2: Oh, hey, what's up? Paul Did you Smith. pick up your package?
0: Yeah, we should ask him. We should ask him. And I'm gonna tell him to go ahead and unmute his uh unmute yourself. Yourself. All right unmute yourself paul and then we'll all chat here together in the creative writing uh yeah left side left side
2: has anyone ever used uh one of those like call-in numbers in the 90s where it's like a party line and you call in
0: nine seven six butthole yeah i I used to run one of those
2: (laughs) that's what this reminds me of where you just call in and you do like a group call with all your (laughs) friends and they're all talking over each other
0: rad oh snap (laughs) Lance Lance Perry is in the house. house. Lance, uh, take off your pants, do a dance, and uh, (laughs) stay a while and listen. That's right, buddy. Can you hear us fine? Just let me know. Indicate yes or no with the keyboard if you can hear us. Um, So, hey, guys, if we say Wisconsin, we have to talk like a surfer for the entire rest of the show. Boom. Boom. From here forward, here going out, from here forward. So, P.S., it looks like you're unmuted. Uh, I hope you can hear us. Lance Perry, I hope you can hear us. We can hear you. Welcome to the show. This is actually turning out to be Wiggins isn't here. Alternate Wiggins is here. I shouldn't have said Wiggins isn't here. Alternate Wiggins is here. Um, And now we got a couple more people on the line. If you guys, Paul or Lance, say Wisconsin from here forward, you have to talk like a surfer for the rest of the show if you choose to talk. Um, what, if, what if you say it with such a crazy accent that you can't even discern that you're saying the word? <laughs> well, well. Wouldn't you like to know? Um uh, <laughs> Yeah, we, to-
2: we need Narissa here cuz she's got a great
0: uh ooh, I almost said the word. Yeah, I was she's just going good- to say <laughs> Surf's up, bro, if you uh whoa, if you excellently say it. Yeah, everybody listening right now, this is episode 188. Welcome. This is going to be the Discord chat because uh Real-time Wiggins didn't show up. Real-time Wiggins' dad became a patron of the show today. I am so excited. I'm 100% sure, and I actually verified this with Wiggs, that his dad became a patron just to listen in and chew us out when we get stuff wrong. So I'm excited about that. That's kind of funny. Um, So, yeah. So we have alternate Wiggins on this week's show. He's already said Grumble Grumble Harley Davidson. Hey, alternate Wiggins, where are those made again? Oh, alternate Wiggins. (laughs) anyway (laughs) i think alternate wiggins is doing the same thing that real wiggins does looking at pictures of birthday cakes 24 7 on instagram (laughs) so anyways anybody this is the uh, anyways anybody god i sound like a professional tonight i'm just like i'm rattled a little bit just because i don't i don't get it man i don't understand what happened with uh with this week's show already. Um, so, hey, guys, there's some news I wanted to talk about and some motor-related stuff. Hopefully, I won't be saying West Side. Hopefully, I won't be saying the word of the week because I'm upping the ante. Now, let me tell you what I did. Now that we know what the word of the week is, and no, I know I won't be saying it when I talk about this. I My motor-related thing that I was going to do this weekend, A, was hang out with Liza, but she totally ghosted me. And I know she, I know she went to a Honda event, um, and I, I'm not really going to say more than that because I think they're going to talk about it on their show, but uh, yeah, she she did that. She asked me if I wanted to go and I was like, dude, I, they didn't invite me, so I kind of felt uncomfortable doing that, but then I waited around for the rest of the time for oh. her to come hang out and guess what? She didn't do it. So I got ghosted by Liza, so uh, I cleaned up the um, I cleaned up the studio and got it ready for show off your studio day which is uh, was today <laughs> on Patreon. And I kind of made some new props for the studio, which is this little can right here that has our words of the week and what you must do. I've been upping the ante for word of the week. I'm actually going to have a wheel to spin next week. And some of the uh, – <laughs> it's not going to work for tonight because we're all on Discord tonight and we're all thousands of miles away from each other. But uh, – in the future, one of the punishments is going to be smell this jar and there's going to be a mystery scent inside the jar weekly. <laughs> um, there's also, Whoa. yeah, uh, I've also integrated some food, poor food choices, actually some some really bad, uh, you're going to have to eat some things that are just not, I don't know. Yeah, Paul, Paul says smell a vision, pretty much. Yeah, I've, I've got some eat some things. I'm not going to tell you what they are because I don't want you to not do it. Let's just say they will be edible by human beings. It's not going to be like eat a dog turd or anything like that. But I have been upping the ante um, on the old uh, word of the week stuff so that people, I don't want people to be like, hey, man, the word of the week was like, you know. Um, Valve stem, and when they said it, they were just like, "Oh yeah, bro, valve stem." So I really want it to be a punishment. I don't want it to be chintzy. So a a word of the week is going to get hardcore, and I I hope people uh, on September 3rd we're going to have Miranda Young from Ghost Biker Explorations on, and I hope some people are putting some stuff on for that week. Like think of you know paranormal-related words maybe that week. That'd, that'd be kind of fun because then we won't be able to talk to her. <laughs> so um, so now we know the word of the week this week. Uh, that's what I did that was motor-related. I, I did go for a couple rides. It was hot as all get-out this weekend. I'm sure uh, P-Money... Did you go, to high, go yeah. to high Pipe? I didn't go to High Pipe. I didn't go to High Pipe. I put myself in a precarious situation. And, and the, the precarious situation is that I... I basically am at the verge of where I need to get. I'm I, i, I I'm on the verge of the bike that I was going to ride up there. I don't have that many miles to go before I have to get it serviced. If I don't get it serviced within this X amount of miles, it kind of like messes with the factory warranty because they have mm. to check off. They have to do a checklist. And yep. so I didn't want to ride Scrambler or Spamla up there, and I didn't want to take Breivirfer's VFR up there. And, uh, that's basically the only running bikes I have is those three. And so the one I couldn't, but I was going to jam around with Liza, put on the extra miles and then drop it off, uh, you know, at the dealership. So I was like, man, I kind of put myself in this weird thing where I didn't want to ride all the way out to high pipe, go over the mileage and then come in and have them go, Hey man, like you rode this thing like a thousand miles without having the first like break in service, blah, blah, blah. So that's the predicament I put myself in uh so what i did is i stayed here cleaned up the studio i was so hoping wiggins would come in tonight because he would see like i'm making it video friendly hopefully in the future for patrons only uh maybe we'll live stream this i don't know if we're going to do discord in the future this is super hard to figure out tonight i don't know what was took so long but um we might do live streaming we'll do whatever we can you know what i mean now that we have another patron which is wiggins dad that'll up our, our uh, income by $5 a month. So it should only take us about six or seven more years to buy some sweet video equipment. And then by that time I'll have to upgrade the computer and the operating system and all that stuff to handle it. So, but anyways, I did make it video friendly. I did set it up in here. Jay, I'm excited for you to come see it when you're up and about in 10 days or whatever your, your goal is. And, um, yeah, come check it out. It, it, I think it looks pretty cool in here. So it, it's just – it feels a little more spacious. It's the same old crummy garage. feels a little more spacious. Try to get some more airflow in here because it's going to be getting hot as hell. Um, so, yeah, let's get into this week's show. Finally, uh, 10 years after I start blabbing, right? So, um, So Wiggins – uh, what do you, what do you know about Harley Davidson Wiggins? Cause I'll tell you what I know. I, I'll know the, they announced their 2020 models. Their, uh, website today popped out. Um, and they have a bunch of 2020 stuff on there. I did notice that the Sportster lineup was down to four models. There's like two eight, eight threes and two 1200s or something like that. Or maybe it was just one, eight, eight, three and three 1200s. I, f- I forget. Um, I didn't look at them that closely. I just saw what there was and what there wasn't, and they kind of slimmed stuff down. So I'm thinking that they're doing. There this.
3: must be like eight other Sportsters on the secret menu.
0: I don't know, man. They've done this before. They've never had fewer than five Sportsters, though, th- that I can you remember. You gotta go into
2: the dealership and like say the secret code word, and then they'll <laughs> give you the special Sportster. Well,
0: here's what happens usually. Usually halfway through the year, um, like during IMS New York or something. There's because like ICMA and all that stuff hasn't happened yet, but the Harley Davidson dealer meeting has happened. So that's what's probably going down is it like in ICMA, they're probably going to release something after that or after, um, uh, not, well, AIM. I mean, they could even announce it at AIM, but I, but I think they're waiting for, they usually do a mid year release anyway. Like that's when the new Sporties came out last time, the 1200 and, and, let me think. That was They have already got rid of those. That's one of the new ones that's left is the 1200. And I forget what the other one was that they came out with. But, like, the Roadster they still have. I think they still have that 1200 that they came out with last year, mid-year. Um, the Iron 883, and then I forget which other one. Have uh, they
2: ever had the Sportster with a monoshock? Or was that just – did Buell do that?
0: No. That, I mean, they never had a monoshock Sporty. Sportsters have always been uh, two shocks. Even the Buell X, the XR1200, I'm pretty sure was two shocks. I don't think the Buells, didn't they all? The Buells are the only ones I think that might have had a monoshock. Like the XBs, those were like proper sport bikes. But um, even the XR Sportsters, the XR1200, that looked kind of like a flat tracker slash cafe racer, that one even had dual shocks on it. But
2: yeah, would be worth it to convert it to mono shock or what the dynamics would change. You you know what?
0: There's this guy named Jeff Pelegi. I think he's down in San Diego actually, and he's converted a lot of Yamahas and like Bolts and stuff like that. There are two shocks he's converted those to mono shocks, and I think he might have done some Harleys. He's a really good customizer. Period. And he's one of the guys that would take these big heavy, like the Yamaha bolts. You know what I'm saying? Take these things, and the very first year that Yamaha Bolt came out, he turned one into a uh, flat tracker with one, with like a horizontal mono shock. Where he built like the special swing arm, and then the shock runs on the outside of the motor, basically. And then there was some special bracket like between the cylinders where it mounted. It was it was crazy. Um, so I mean, I know people do it, but I don't know if it's worth it. I don't know. That's another thing. My whole thing is like the hooligan class. The hooligans are based on I know that I know a lot of the actual hooligans are racing older sporties, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. so I don't know what their if this really affects the hooligan class per se, but let's say hooligan class of 2028 or something like that, like in less than a decade, all those fools are going to have to be riding streets or like the whatever the last 1200 is. Some of the guys ride 883s, but not many. I think they're almost all on 1200s. So it's like, oh, this is the year where the 1200s get thin. It, I, I doubt they're going to be running like twenty. Uh, 20 Ah, yeah, 2020 Sporties. You know what the funny thing is? I didn't think about this either, but um, the, so the Sportster line is down to four models. There's only three CVOs this year, and one of them's a trike. So that's kind of weird, too. They kind of downsized those. The hooligans are ha- going to have to move to Street 750s, which some of them have already. Anyway, Um, And I'm thinking, my buddy and I were talking about it, the Bare Knuckles is going to be coming out. That 1250 and that 975 motor or whatever that they were talking about, those are supposed to be coming out next year. So 2020 stuff is already announced, and the Bare Knuckle didn't make it, and that that custom low, really slammed bike didn't make it. But the Livewire did. And uh, they're supposed to be coming out with these other ones in 2021. So I'm excited to see that and see, like, a new Harley-Davidson sport bike coming out. So I'm wondering if, like, more hooligans are going to take to road racing because that I think it's going to be called a Bare Knuckle. It's the uh, Harley-Davidson Street Fighter. I think that's going to contend with the FTR-1200, you know what I'm saying? So that was something new. Um, so basically, Harley big Harley news is there wasn't a bunch of news. It was a bunch of kind of downsizing and they've only done this a couple of the times. I think in 2007, there was a Harley strike and, and of course, the economic downturn. So back then, we saw a lot of color changes but not a lot of uh, models introduced until like 2009 or something like that when they started changing stuff. So that was interesting. And then the biggest change that they have is the uh, Reflex Defensive Rider Systems, which is this whole suite of... Um, brand new technology that's going to be going on most of the bikes. And they start out the... It's the RDRS, which is... I don't know if that's supposed to look like riders. Like, I don't know what they were going with for that. A lot of times people try to get, like, catchy with their acronyms to make it look sort of cool, you know, like cabs for combined ABS and all that stuff. But RDRS, I think that's just supposed to look like riders or um, readers, which... You pick. But anyway, the Reflex Defensive Rider System, it's a collection of technology that matches the motorcycle performance to available traction. And so it's basically a bunch of stuff that's kind of um, a hodgepodge of technology that's standard on a lot of other bikes. But it is kind of new for Harley-Davidson. And I'm going to give you an example of uh, what some of these things are. So the first one is the Cornering Enhanced Electronic Linked Braking, or KELB. Um, every bike, every modern bike, and I think to some degree, the Harleys, I forget if they were linked actually the reflex. Yeah. The reflex were definitely linked. Um, their ABS system, it has been linked since it came out, uh, you know, a few got kind of a reboot a few years ago. (laughs) And so the... Cornering enhanced electronic link braking system is now, they have, um, a lot of bikes have IMUs, but Harley Davidson's have this thing called a body control module. And my, my guess is that they kind of enhanced that to act sort of like an IMU so that now when you're in the corner, given it a uh, brakes, it's going to act like all the cool bikes that have IMUs. It's going to limit the amount of force that you're allowed to give when you're in a certain lean angle so that you don't lock the tires at that lean angle even with abs you know you can kind of like over brake and low side so um so that there's the cornering enhanced braking which allows you to to brake in the corners and it takes into account the lean angle and on the trike it takes into um account lateral acceleration and it prioritizes the brake pressure between the front and the rear so you know they're linked basically and they uh hope that that will just be like an enhanced rider safety feature. Now, every BMW already has this. Most Yamahas already have this. And definitely like every Honda has this basically like every Honda over like, I don't know, $9,000 has this already on it. And a lot of even Yamahas, like the super 10, um, the, uh, what's the one I'm thinking of the touring, the FJR, like all these have all this stuff on it already. So they're just kind of catching up and Harley's finally kind of playing the new technology game with all this extant stuff that's been proven. And they're just kind of adding it to their 1950s bikes. Wiggins, what do you have to say about that? Grumble, grumble. It's about time.
3: Grumble, grumble, they keep adding electronics. Grumble, grumble, no one knows how to ride anymore. Grumble, grumble, (laughs) it makes the bike so expensive. Grumble, grumble, millennials, I hate them. Grumble, grumble, but I am one. Like, 60% of all people are going to hate this just on principle because they're like, I hate technology and that's why I love Harley Davidson because I want to pretend I'm on a motorcycle from 1950, even though that's preposterous. (laughs) And that, that's just, you know, everyone's going to hate it until they realize it's something they can't see. And all they really care about is how their Harley looks. It's safer, and the bikes are so freaking expensive, it doesn't matter. And the end results will be a few less people will crash their bikes. So it's overall a great plus. And it is nice to see Harley joining the 21st century in an, in an open way. Yeah. I've been saying for so long. That not only does Harley need to do these things, but they shouldn't feel ashamed about doing these things. Yeah. They're so afraid of that 50, 40, 60, you know, roughly half or maybe slightly more percent of people that are weirdly against these writer aids that, by the way, only come into play if you make a huge mistake. In which case you'd rather have, you know, if you take that oh shit moment and you could just pause yourself in the middle of it and ask yourself, well, at this moment, would I rather have the electronics or not? Of course you'd rather have them. So yeah. there's no debate. It's just what are people going to think about it? They're initially going to hate it until they realize that it doesn't affect their experience, except in the extremely positive way. But only very rarely so much for these bikes who cares it is a premium product so it should have these things in it for the cost it is already so as long as they're not jack if they if they add all this stuff without jacking the prices it's an amazing thing that harley davidson's doing yeah if they do it and they jack the prices a little bit more it's par for the course maybe a slight good step in the right direction and if they try to do something to hide it then i say it's harley davidson not really making progress
0: yeah
2: well i think a lot of the issues that people have and myself included in this like i love technology on bikes i think as far as improving the ride things that can enhance and make you safer i think that's great but i think a big issue and i think it's a valid complaint is having the ability to turn off some of the features So, for instance, my my girlfriend had the Triumph Bobber when I was riding it. I was trying to wheelie it. And every time I did it, I was like, I was hitting, like, it wasn't allowing me to lift up the front wheel. And then when I was telling her about that, she's like, oh, yeah, it has traction control on it. And um, I don't believe her model allowed you to turn it off. Being able to at least control some of the features makes you, as a rider, at least for me, makes me feel like I'm in control of how... I can adjust the settings or whatever. It's frustrating to be like, nope, it only will allow, it always has to have ABS, it always has to have traction control. That's when I think it gets uh, frustrating for right.
0: Yeah. Well, and, that, and it doesn't stop there. Like, I, and I agree. You know what I mean? Like, I know when Wiggins and I, Wiggins, do you remember this when we tested out the zero and we couldn't do, well, he couldn't do stoppies. I wasn't trying to do stoppies, but, um, because I didn't want to break a bike that we didn't own and then have to pay for it, because that's what they said we'd have to do. He was trying to ruin it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, he couldn't do stoppies because the ABS was kicking in, and that's the exact reason why the Monkey and the Grom uh, new versions got ABS is because people were like flipping them because they were stopping faster than they they were you know they're going faster but the technology doesn't end there that's just the beginning actually for harley davidson's enhancements is the cornering enhanced electronic linked braking they also have cornering enhanced anti-lock braking which keeps you from locking under braking un- under certain lean angles and uh urgent situations which let's face it like like you said uh alternate wiggins you're only going to be you're only going to be using this technology if it's in if you've really screwed up massively you know basically to put it right. to put it that way um, so yeah you, you really won't even notice but it but what if you
3: just have to layer down the electronics <laughs> might not let you layer down
0: yeah i know <laughs> well here's the deal yeah, you,
2: that's that that we all love to do
0: <laughs> yeah hopefully you won't have to lay it down because this the uh, the cabs Um, Cornering Enhanced Analog Braking System realizes that the brake pressure required um, to limit wheel slip when cornering is lower than the pressure required under straight line operation will compensate via the bank angle sensor which they don't really have a bank angle sensor but the body control module is kind of like the Harley Davidson IMU so I'm assuming that thing figures out what's going on and then um, it's going to be standard on the live wire, the CVO uh, the trike and all the police models and then all the uh, optional on all the touring models so like I think Wiggins dad would your dad would go for something your alternate dad Bizarro Wiggins uh, senior would probably go for something like this because he just got a gold wing with all this goodies on it you know what I'm saying um, and also there's cornering enhanced traction control this is all basically if you go back to 2009 and look at a BMW S1000 RR uh, Harley Davidson Tourers are finally getting all of the stuff that that had because basically the the traction control limits your throttle input. So not only are they limiting your um, the linked braking in the corner so that you can't slam on the rear and get the back end coming around to quote lay it down and then or high side if you're unlucky, um, you can't give it too much anti lock brake force if you're in a turn to low side or lock it up. Um, You can't give it too much gas now. There's also a drag torque slip control system, which I didn't really get this, but it's cornering enhanced drag torque slip system. So the DSCS and CDSCS. And it's basically designed to um, reduce rear wheel slip under deceleration. So it's basically like having a slipper clutch on these big old bikes so that you don't lock up the rear. So... Another modified version of traction control pretty much to me. Only traction control usually, on a motorcycle at least, is your input. You know, it's the throttle. So this is the the drag torque slip control is just a slipper clutch going down. So you don't lock up the rear accidentally shifting it into third from uh, fifth or something like that, you know what I'm saying? So they they match the rear wheel speed to the road speed um, via this – you know, body control module again. I'm guessing, and then now there's vehicle hold control, which BMW has had hill start control for a long time, and I'd not, I'm not even sure the new Honda Goldwing has this, although I'm pretty sure it does. Like I'm about 85% sure it does. Vehicle hold control on the Harley Davidsons is basically like hill start control. Um, when you when you come to a complete stop, you leave you you give a little bit of extra pressure or leave the brakes on if you've stopped hard, done like a kind of a quick emergency stop, that pressure, once the vehicle comes to a complete stop, that pressure will activate VHC, which is vehicle hold control, and it will allow you to let off the brakes and the bike will stay there. And it's basically for starting on hills or starting, um, I mean, I guess that's the only thing I can really think of why you'd want to hold it. Or so that it doesn't creep forward if you're, like, on a downhill a little bit, you know, at a a stoplight or something. And you need to let go of the brakes for a second to, like, scratch your head or wave or adjust your... van dyke's harley davidson bandana or whatever you need to do it'll hold it there for a few seconds after five minutes it turns off so i could just see a couple of dudes sitting around talking smack and they forget <laughs> and then the bike starts to go downhill or roll backwards or something you know what i mean because you know we, we chat and we we start talking about stuff and we forget what we were talking about and five minutes can pass really quickly so i could just see that being part of the thing where the guy is like rolling backwards down the hill now because he wasn't uh, he forgot about the vhc being on but uh, for the most part, it'll it'll allow people on these like nine hundred and sixty three pound bikes uh, wet and then add another two hundred and sixty pounds for rider. And let's see, Harley Davidson woman, it, she could be 98 pounds or 298 pounds. That that really varies. But we're looking at like a half.
3: Nowhere a, in between. Yeah, yeah.
0: We're looking at, um, <laughs> yeah, basically that's a good. We're looking at, uh, you know, over a 1,000 pounds of motorcycle and rider and gear sitting on a hill, possibly up or down, doesn't matter. Um, I can see where this could come in really handy because then when you're taken off, it only um, disengages when you like give it clutch and throttle to basically start going. So it'll hold it there for you, and I think that that is pretty actually helpful. And about time Harley-Davidson has got hill start control because my, my friend, she used to have a Dyna. Um, she's ridden for years too, but she said almost every single time she was going up a steep hill, she'd like fall over because she – letting the brake off, and then it was hard for her to hold the rear brake and then start giving it gas. She'd roll backwards, and then she'd give it too much gas, and she's like, I've fallen over like three times going up steep hills. So VHC, it's about time this stuff comes. And then TPMS, we all know that means tire pressure monitoring system. Um,
3: Hold on. I've got to go back to this vehicle hold control. Mm -hmm. So... This is the skill that everyone should have. You should be yeah. able to start your bike on a hill.
0: I know. Yes. You, you know, you, you just
3: hold, you just, you know, use, like I just use my middle and ring finger and just drag a little extra brake as I take off. Yes. It's, it's no different than starting a manual car on a hill. Now, having said that, when you're paying that much money for a motorcycle, a feature like that is nice to have. And it's again well, like I was thing, saying earlier.
2: This is my thing. Why don't you just have the bike ride for you? Because I mean, at what point do your skills even play into having a motorcycle with all of this technology that handles well, cornering and if you come at it? And, if
3: you come at it from the point of view that the Harley is a premium motorcycle and not this Uh, uh, redneck values blue collar working man's thing because cost-wise it hasn't been that for a very long time if you come at it from the view of i'm paying this much for this really nice premium thing then that's fine and that's a nice thing to have and it just assumes that you already know how to do that it's like um, – I'm trying to think of an example of this in cars. What's something that a really nice car will do for you? Um, like – Parallel
2: uh, There's cars with a parallel parking. Mm, yeah, or well, valet. See,
0: There's look, some that will like drive into a garage or something like that and then come back out to get you. Right.
3: The car kind of assumes you know how to do this already. It just says, hey, because you're spending the extra money on the ultra nice honda suv it's go going to be able after, to do it for you
2: but i think people actually seek out those um those uh perks because maybe they're not so good at it a certain person i know whose name will not be mentioned
0: that you might live with not good at do pa- the
2: whose name i will not mention is not good at parallel do parking
0: i know this person have i seen I, this person and, 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 and
2: i told them about this feature and they're like oh yeah that's great So I I, I think, I don't know, I I actually think that people who don't aren't, for instance, that person that Junk mentioned that's not good at being on a hill, then they would probably seek out something that has that feature because for them, that would assist them. I don't think people who already have these skills are going to want bikes that take care of that for them unless maybe they're aging out of riding and they can't do that anymore. But I think it's more for people who really can't do that type of stuff. Okay, so,
3: so there's a little bit of a logical fallacy going on here, which is people assume that people are going to stop learning to ride because there are features available, new features available on motorcycles. The truth is, is that there's already tons of people who don't practice basic skills. <laughs> Whether this is available I, or not this, isn't going to change their behavior. No, I disagree. They already because already suck. At,
2: but we're at the entry-level point where this, this technology is being introduced now. I'm talking about tw- 10, 20 years from now where this technology becomes standard. For instance, cursive writing. Ask any 12 through 15-year-old to use cursive writing. They do not know how to do cursive writing because it's not actively being taught anymore.
0: My wife So that
2: skill no longer exists.
0: My wife still teaches it in uh, fourth grade.
2: Yeah, that's actually a rarity.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I just
3: I I think that there like I said, there's plenty of people that are already garbage at starting (laughs) on hills. And I and I don't think that they're going to be like, oh, well, there's a motorcycle now that does it for you. Uh, I mean, maybe they'll graduate and like, you know, they'll they'll graduate up to the bike that has that feature now or something. Or if it does become ubiquitous that all motorcycles can do it, then no one will really have to learn to do it. I, you know, I would I agree that pretty much everyone is better off if they know how to do it. But I think there's something within a, a writer that they're going to learn all these basic skills and master them, or they aren't. And now this isn't totally true. This isn't 100%, but I think for most people, they're going to learn these basics or they aren't. Yeah. And, then for, and then these features kind of fill in the gaps, for other people. I agree there will be some people that won't learn to do it just because and those people wouldn't have learned anyway.
0: Yeah. I I um I was I was waiting to see what you were yeah. going to say because I this was the one too where I was reading this whole suite of new things that they are coming out with and then I and I thought, "Oh, it's about time they get this. It's about time they get this. It's about time they get this." And then I got to VHC and I was like, "Man, I had the same thoughts that you did where I feel like people should know how to do this and have known how to do this, and this is one of those things that kind of got me thinking about the is our is technology making riders dumber? Like, is does ABS make people dumber? Actually, it's a great you know, it's a great thing, and I won't lie, ABS is one of the things that um, actually has reduced a lot of accidents in vehicles of all sorts that have it. You know, but it's also one of those things that I think people that are against it or, or, Hey man, I don't, I'm so good. I don't need it. However, well, so this
2: is, this is my thing. It's a middle ground thing. I think that like things, for instance, ABS is great because the reaction time of the technology has been proven to be faster than human reaction. Oh,
0: reaction well, it's time. not just the reaction. It's, time, it's the, this is the pressure, you know, right. like that's the
2: middle grounds that I think the big part that is missing from this puzzle is having people take mandatory riding classes uh-huh. that way they have those skills um, you know given to them or imparted hey, to them
0: what about and this then, what about new what about if new bikes come with all this technology and you don't have to take a rider course anymore because there's so much technology in it that you're you're well
2: that's what i'm talking about i'm talking that's why i say the technology should have the ability to be turned off therefore people will still need those skills. What if that technology fails when you're on the bike? What if something shorts out in the ABS and you no longer have ABS? Are you just going to freak out?
0: Yeah. Are you fundamental? Are you asking me if what if driving was as easy as having a baby? <laughs> Is that where we're going with this?
2: I don't know. I've never had a baby, so I can't speak to that. I know. You don't have to take
0: a <laughs> class for it or anything. You just go. Uh,
2: that's a that's a sticky. So I'm not gonna put my opinion out there on that topic because it's controversial. Do you
0: know so what s- what state had senators that was voting on that?
2: <laughs> Wait, did
0: you just say having babies is
3: controversial? No, no, no. no but you but it probably need to
2: have babies. Because <laughs> I
3: disagree. It's not controversial. <laughs> People should not be doing it, and that's it's that easy. I'm against it. I am way against
0: it. <laughs> After having two of my own, I am so against it as well. Um, hey, we're coming up with. You had I, two? I just had somebody have them on my behalf. Well, listen. And I'm still against it. <laughs> I had two. Remember, I was
3: constipated.
2: Okay, now we're for, talking controversy. I was Junkie's constipated for
0: six weeks in the jungle. <laughs> Full and my, circle. I, I my baby was stillborn, very smelly. Um, we're coming up on a, a, break here. Let's, uh, take a time out real quick and come back with some more titillating conversation. Nobody Bef- said the word of the before week Before we do that though, hold on. Hold on. I won't,
3: ag- I won't acknowledge your ability to have a baby, right. but I will acknowledge your
0: right to have a baby. <laughs> Thank you.
2: That's, that's the controversy right there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if you've ever seen the movie, uh, oh God, what was that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Not Junior, was it?
2: Oh, I know what you're talking was about. Was it
0: Junior? Yeah. I would. No yeah
2: i I was
3: talking about life of brian but whatever
0: (laughs) all right well we'll be right back with a creative smelly podcast and hold on to your britches banana splits be everyone be quiet
1: Mm, what's that smell they're at it again. The folks at RP Enterprises solving two world problems with one great solution. You got a hanker in for some of grandma's hush puppies? Sure you do. They're delicious. You love them. Well how about solving world hunger and the pet overpopulation problem with one easy, simple, tasty solution. Fist puppies from RP Enterprises. Never have to listen to a Sarah McLaughlin song again about it. Fist puppies available only at Heady's on Fourth Street.
2: For over 125
0: and a half years, no pickle has been more trusted by motorcycle champions everywhere than Klopman pickles. You want to win your race? Put a Clubman pickle in your face. Clawman's guaranteed. I am Mama Clubman and I recommend Clubman pickles for the win. You heard mama. Put a Clawman's in your mouth and a championship trophy on your shelf. Clawman's, the only pickle for motorcyclists.
2: Hey there, listeners. This is Patreon subscriber Narissa coming to you from Inside My Helmet. In the land of beer and cheese, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You're listening to the Creative Writing Podcast because you're obviously ridiculously good-looking. Narissa,
0: Narissa, Narissa, Narissa. She has to say for the rest of the show. She has to say. Oh my God, I can't. I she has
2: to smell something.
0: No, that that wasn't. We did. That's a. That's another punishment. Oh, Narissa, we got you, girl. We got you. I knew it was going to happen. I'm blessed. I feel so blessed. And uh, turn that down. Yeah, no, she has to talk like a surfer for the rest of the show. So uh, if she were in here on the uh, Discord chat with us, she'd be yapping like a friggin' uh, surfer right now. Sorry, guys. Anyway, this uh, uh,
2: episode needs to come with a trigger warning that it's God. run by an old man. <laughs>
0: Well, that too. Um, Hey, speaking of old man, old man, do you guys hear Peter Fonda passed away? Yes. Yeah. I remember him in Easy Riders and then that one, we want to ride, we want to ride the machine, we want to do what we want to do.
3: Okay, Junkie, I know you're like 167. That is the quintessential old man move of (laughs) pluralizing something that's not meant to be pluralized. The movie's just Easy, easy Rider, not Easy Riders. <laughs> yeah, I was watching the Easy Riders show the
0: other
1: day.
3: And, <laughs> uh,
2: hey. and it'd be funny if he said the reverse, like he said, oh, have you seen that Son of Anarchy show?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 listen, yeah. listen guys. I'm I've doubled down on AARP. I'm very, very, very old. But no, uh, I think it was called Hell's Angels on Wheels or something like that. That's the one. We want to be free, free to ride the machines and drink beer and do what we want to do. And Junkie Turdman was already seventy-three when this movie was made, so he already is forgetting most of the lines as it is. Uh give him give him a break. Um I do want to say that I'm super happy I figured out how to p- pump the guy the music to you guys. And now that we're back from break, Peter Fonda's dead. But also, Jay, something very important that you wanted to talk about and I have notes for. You want to talk about it?
2: Oh, yeah. Back on the, the Harley subject. No, I to no.
0: Just- <laughs> I'm going to mute this microphone right this second if you keep that shit up. That's not what I was talking about. I was talking about, Jay had a question about alternators and generators because you were, for some god-awful reason, you were researching the, the Montauk after you heard it on uh, Nokomoto, who is our brethren on the uh, Moto1 podcast network, and why they let them get away with talking about the world's worst bikes in the world, I'll never know. But um, you saw the Montauk on there. And yeah, that bike's disgusting. And now you kind of like it. You probably like Honda Rune.
2: I I have an affinity for ugly bikes. It's it's like almost like a fetish. It's a uh, it's embarrassing to admit, but right. I'm I'm just out with it. I'm old enough now. Just uh, let it all hang out.
0: You know what? I like C-SPAN. I'm very very old.
2: When I first, because when uh, when No shout out to to the guys over there. Um, when i first was listening to that segment i immediately had to research the Montauk because they were describing it and how yeah. horrendous it sounded and i was like oh god oh I yeah it's terrible it's like. a terrible looking and my, bike the first immediate visceral reaction to seeing the bike was like oh god i feel slightly nauseous mm-hmm. but then after looking at it a little exactly a little bit longer i was like it started to grow on me and i was like oh, okay it's it's interesting. It is it is horrendous, okay? I admit it is ugly, but it's kind of like that ugly girlfriend that you had at one point, you know. Hmm. Wait, you is this the same one that can't... You can't can, can this
0: girlfriend, this <laughs> girl from Parallel Park
2: no this is not a parallel parking girl
0: <laughs> all right well yeah the bike is horrendous when nokomoto mentioned it they also mentioned michelle yo who was one of my favorite actors uh she was uh basically like the female version of jackie chan they didn't give her that credit uh instead they wasted time talking about the bike's styling which who cares it's the world's crappiest looking bike ever um uh, well, there's crappier ones out there, actually. I shouldn't say that's the crappiest looking one. The DNO1 comes to mind, which was Honda's um, f- Red Shark. The Honda Rune. There's a lot of bad Hondas out there, actually. Um, but there's been a few stinkers. But BMW should uh- never have got into the, um, the, the Cruiser game. Ever.
2: I wouldn't want to ride it. I think it would be extremely embarrassing to be seen riding it. <laughs> but as far as like aesthetically, because I'm always looking at motorcycles because I draw them all the time. Um, just, I think something about the the shape and the rounded and the curves of it are appealing. The curves of it are appealing to me, but thinking practically, When I look at it, I think that bike looks way too heavy to be riding enjoyably. Yeah,
0: you know what else you might like is one of the patrons, Rob, has a Scarver, a BMW six fifty. Oh God, why did they uh, the six fifty SC or something like that or CS? And uh, that thing was crazy. The the like airbox on it kind of looked like a. Oh, I don't know, like a uh, like a very Macintosh, like nineteen nineties Macintosh, even though it's like a two thousand something bike. It looked very like meta Apple, you know.
2: Yeah, because there's like a gray, um, this gray Montauk with like a brown seat, and uh, <laughs> Boy, I mean I'm hipster, not big on Chrome hipster before hipster <laughs> yeah. was cool. It's it's so hipster. It's ugly, I guess, but um.
0: Yeah. I
2: do like the way that like the tank kind of scoops into the seat. I, I think that the, the curves are what are appealing to me.
0: The whole visually. thing The whole thing about that too is that the they didn't try to hide that front um, telelever and they did they like in fact they enhanced it via some chrome and beautification right. pieces that actually look terrible.
2: I like it, though. The reason I like it is because I like seeing bikes that uh, don't look like every other motorcycle. Like wow. that telelever system, when I first looked at the bike, I looked at it for like two minutes trying to figure out what was going on with that because it was messing with my eyes. <laughs> I was like that doesn't, Most- that doesn't. That's not supposed to be there.
0: Almost every single BMW has that, and they go to great pains to hide it because it does look d- silly when it's out there in public. V- you know. It
2: looks like
3: they've just tucked the weird two-stroke exhaust underneath the forks for absolutely no reason. <laughs> that is.
2: That's what I was trying to figure out because I was like, wait, at first I thought it was like an airbox, some sort of airbox system, like RAM air system. But then I was like, wait, no, that's 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 a shock above it so it's that's I it really perplexed me when I first looked at it but yeah. like that's why I find it appealing cuz I like bikes that do make me but again this is my opinion as far as like aesthetically looking at unique looking bikes because I yeah. do draw them so I'm I'm always looking for features that are weird and odd and different hey, cuz I, well, I I'm going to I'm going to jump to
3: your defense here a little bit because it's, it's no secret that BMW has been hurting people's eyesight for quite some time, (laughs) but you have to look at this motorcycle in a way, even though it in and of itself, it is objectively horrible and ugly. Two things. One, I always say, um, regardless of how good the bike is deemed by the public at large, or even how, how I deem it. If you're stoked about a motorcycle, Regardless of anything else, I'm stoked for you, and with you, and, and and I can kind of jump in and out of those modes and those worlds, absolutely no problem. Yeah. yeah but yeah. the second thing is, is one thing you in in the way that Honda sort of messes around with engines and uh, uh, engineering uh, exercises, and they've sort of tried everything mechanically. BMW is the company that has tried everything aesthetically. They are always really pushing the envelope in terms of the aesthetic design of motorcycles. And it's like they have to just go, they're going so far out there, every single model. And every once in a while, they strike gold. You know, like now when we think of adventure bikes, we just think of the, um, Mm -hmm. The R twelve fifty GS. That's just that's what an adventure bike looks like. It has completely defined the category. Every other motorcycle on how it looks is kind of in a way judged by how much it looks like a BMW GS twelve fifty. That's that's just the way it is. Yeah, and And BMW motorcycle uh... is a little out there looking, but it's now become totally accepted. So is this motorcycle sort of doing the opposite thing has it got did it go so far out there that bmw was like all right table is and now I look at the bm bobber concept that they've put out there that everyone's ooing and awing over did bmw have to do this to realize it was the wrong direction so now they might be coming out with this really truly gorgeous uh cruiser bobber thing next year
2: Exactly. That see, speaking as an artist, I think that's why I appreciate it is because a good artist is someone who steps outside of their boundaries and tries different things. And you try tried it, like you said on your episode, like try to throw everything on the wall and see what sticks. And yeah, maybe it is a relic of history that we can all, you know, talk shit on, of course. But I think it does show that the the people designing these things—they thinking about different styles, different looks. And to me, I think that I value that. I mean, how many times has Harley really stepped outside of their category of design? <laughs> look, dude. I mean, when they did with the MonoShock, look what happened.
0: Yeah. Well, what they made—they made one of the best bikes they've made in a long time. <laughs> is that what you're yeah. gonna say The dude the uh they were saying at the dealer show when that came out that the soft tail the new soft tail frame is 90 percent stiffer than the dyna frame was and i know a lot of you know we know some guys that race harleys and they absolutely love they raced started out on fxrs and fxds and fxdrs and whatever the hell l Harley has that they call them and uh tony has switched over to the race bob which is a uh street bob you know a soft uh brand new soft tail monoshock and he says that thing is like uh, way more legit but yeah, yeah the dyna the dyna guys did cry and it still does look like a harley davidson it doesn't look anything crazy like i don't think harley's ever made a motorcycle this crazy looking except for jay i the live told, well, the
2: live wire the live well, wire yeah. i've looked at so many comment sections on articles about the live wire and so many like old hey. school harley what do you think about
0: Is that going to be a fail? Because that thing looks kind of funky.
2: I think it's going to be a fail because I've seen much better adventure bikes. I don't think it's going to handle anything comparable adventure bikes that are on the market.
3: Yeah. Well, I'm stoked. I'm stoked for the Pan America. Bring it on. Bring on all the weird shit from Harley Davidson. They have to completely just change everyone's expectations. Even if they come up with bad ideas, they're going to be great.
2: I'm not saying they shouldn't put it out there. I just think my prediction is it's not going to, like, the abilities, the capabilities of the bike, I don't think will be proven to be competitive with the other bikes on the market. But, I mean, they can still, they can learn from it. I mean, I definitely say go for it. If they can learn how to improve it, cut weight, make it more agile, then yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I, I, you know, we
3: don't have any numbers on it. It might be lightweight and awesome. We don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I, I honestly have no idea. I am with you though. They, they it can go looks weird. Like a beast. Um, the thing that caught Jay's attention on this bad boy was she kept reading alternator, and she's like, "Is there a difference between a stator and an alternator?" And I think Wiggins and I both chimed in. There absolutely is a difference between a, a stator slash generator and alternator. And you were like, man, because it was bugging me like some freaking car person wrote that article, correct? Is that what you were freaking out about? Yeah,
2: well, it was on oh, Wikipedia. I was reading right. about the, the Montauk which on which
0: Which we know can never be trusted. However, I think <laughs> I chimed in and told you, yes, almost except for uh, the parallel twins and, of course, the... The new inline fours, which they didn't have one until uh, 2009 or 8, whenever the uh, S1000RR came out. Even the K motors back in the day were basically a car motor, um, and they do have alternators. Most of them have alternators. Actually, I think only the parallel twins and the new S models are the first ones to have stators. The other ones had alternators straight off of a friggin' like an M3. And yes, they did have single plate dry clutches. They were basically like a half of a, of a Subaru or a Volkswagen Boxer. I mean, you know, like a Boxer 4. They're a Boxer 2. And so they did have an alternator, and it's partially because they ran off. I think they, you know, when they went to the CAN bus system and they had all this other, you know, features on these things, they needed uh They needed an alternator. Here's the difference between an alternator and a generator, just so you know, Jay, because I wanted to clear this up for you. Because then I think, weren't you asking me like what the difference was and we should maybe talk about it? So here I am talking about it. Well, yeah, because
2: I know, I know I've changed out the stator on my Harley before and I know like the mechanical um, functions of the stator, but... When I was reading about the alternator, I was like, well, that sounds very similar to the stator. So yeah, I was like, just what the hell, curious right? about the differentiations between the two. Like I understand right. that the bike charges when you're riding via the stator and then the rectifier, uh, levels out, you know, the amps
0: right. that okay. are
2: flowing through the system.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you have a basic knowledge of it, which is pretty good for, for those of you that don't know anything about your motorcycle, except for that you love to ride it and you like the weirdest things made, uh, By all manufacturers Just like MotoGP does Here's a quick rundown for you Um, Basically the, uh, The alternator and the stator Both do exactly the same thing They both generate electricity So why do you need Why would BMW go for alternator rather than uh, generator, and as a matter of fact, the new Goldwing—I forget if the old one had, a, had an alternator—but the new Goldwing has an alternator that's also the starter, um, which is kind of crazy. And it also has walk mode, which uses the electric power from the battery to spin the shaft and help you walk around, so that that you have this 900-pound bike, you don't have to tiptoe around and fall over. So basically, they both generate electricity. Um, but alternators, the difference really is that how they, the difference, the biggest difference is what, what moves, um, and what, uh, spins inside of it. So, so basically the alternator, just like an alternator on a car has an electromagnet, the stator, um, which is this, all the stator is, is just a bunch of copper wiring that kind of looks like a spaghetti. If you look at a car alternator and it kind of looks like a weird, a uh, disc flap wheel If you look at a bike's stator Because it kind of looks like something you could take paint off with If you were to attach it to your drill It's a circular winding of copper wires And that's the stator, both things have them Alternators just have a bigger one Because the inside of it is uh, It takes up basically the whole outer Inside of an alternator Around the uh, Out Inner diameter, whatever you you get what I'm trying to say, like it's the outside of the inside of the alternator. They're just all of a stator is is copper wires wrapped around three billion times by probably some dude in Mexico or China where it's cheap. With to, magnets, don't forget them. No, well, here's the deal: the on the the alternator, the magnetic field spins around inside that. Uh, Wrapping of wires Which is the stator And on a motorcycle The magnetic field goes on the outside Because it's your rotor And alternators um, That's basically the main difference Is that alternators have a magnetic field Inside the uh, windings Generators have a magnetic field On the outside or around the wirings And alternators are more efficient They conserve more energy They have way higher output And I... I probably have this backwards, but alternators um, can't. I thought they. Okay, we'll get to this later. Let me let me start. Let me keep going with generators. <laughs> secondly, because I used to have a car that was a generator, a car that had a generator, and it was a Volkswagen Bug. And then I also had a Super Beetle that had an alternator because they were like, "Hey, man, like we got to figure this stuff out." So um, generators. Uh, basically they use all the energy that they produce. Like they they produce massive amounts of energy and they use that. Um, They have to be polarized. I didn't know this. I I looked this up when I was like trying to get a definitive answer for you. I didn't know they had to be polarized and alternators don't because alternators basically – I think are better at regulating what type of power is coming out. Um, here's what I didn't know. The alternators will not charge a dead battery while a generator will. Because remember, I think I told you when I had my bug all the time, uh, the generator, you had to like really give it gas if you wanted it to charge your battery. And the one that had the alternator, it would charge, it would generate electricity at idle. So I don't know why it wouldn't, why an alternator wouldn't charge a battery, but a generator would. But I think the alternator drew less current from the battery where the generator drew all the current, and if you weren't at maximum RPMs, it wasn't put in any back. I think that was a problem because if you're on a motorcycle and you're like on your sweet cafe racer that you just ride down to the coffee shop like a mile every day, your battery will go dead because it's not generating enough to put back in. Um, like a generator, yeah, it'll recharge your battery, but you have to drive it around and at RPM to get that... Uh, charge to go back because it's making maximum capacity all the time if you want to get extra to put back you got to go more right so here's basically how they work um the your the stator like i said is just a wrapping of copper wires right and uh, on your bike it really does kind of look like some sort of disc sander or paint remover that you attach to the end of a drill um, it's usually fixed to the side of the motor that's opposite of the clutch. And I'm trying to think of if Harleys are this way too, I, I forget cause Harleys have like a primary uh, drive that, you know, Harleys drive off the main shaft, the clutches on the main shaft and the trans sprocket, is not on the counter shaft, which a lot of bikes, the bracket's on the counter shaft or something like that. So Harleys are different just because they have a primary drive with like a separate tranny, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not sure where the Harley stator drives off of. I can't remember. And you're the Harlista to hear, so you should be telling me. But usually the stator is on the opposite side of the clutch. Um, and... Th- the stator is bolted the to the... The stator
2: is uh, in the Sportster is on the same side. It as the clutch? The yeah, see... Housing as the clutch.
0: Right. because why
2: the ca- my stator went out when my clutch right. uh, grenaded. That's
0: right, because the cams are on the other side. That's right. Yeah, so see, yeah, that's, it, Harleys are just weird like that. Um, and so, yeah, it's bolted to your... Uh, you know, you're like, how does this thing spin around and generate electricity? And there's two wires coming out of it. Well, it doesn't spin around. The rotor spins around it. And the rotor just has magnets on the inside. And that's how it creates an electromagnetic field. You got magnets spinning around some copper windings. Voila, you got a magnetic field. And on an alternator, it's spinning around on the inside of it. And it's actually an electromagnet. We'll get to that in a second. So when you're looking at your stator, if you ever go to your bike and you pull the. Um, you're dumb enough to like – because the, the rotor bolts to the crank or it either bolts or there's a nut usually. So it, it, it attaches to the crank somehow usually and spins off the crank. Um, and so that's why there's two wires coming out of your stator um, that goes to your reg rec and so the stator can't spin. It, even though it's round and you're thinking, oh, round things spin in motorcycles, you know, it, this one doesn't. The rotor spins around this. And the wires go to your reg rec because um, – That's how it sends energy out. And this is the difference between alternators and stators, how alternators um, are a little bit more efficient and generators or stators aren't is because generators um, are getting maximum power all the time. Like they use up all the energy they create basically where an alternator has an electromagnet that spins around in the center. So you can vary the current, I guess it is, or vary the power that you're putting to the electromagnetic field. So... Um, the reason that it has to go out to the, um, from the stator to your reg rec is basically you would be, it has to be, the, the power has to be regulated, right? So the wires coming out of the stator go to the rec- rectifier slash regulator because it regulates the, the voltage going out to your bike so that when you're given maximum RPMs, you're not getting like 24 volts rather than 12, right? Because the more if – if there wasn't a regulator, your your headlight would barely shine. Your electric stuff would barely work at idle, at low RPMs. Because it, whatever your uh, RPMs were, since the uh, rotor attaches to the crank, lower RPMs means um, lower uh, volts, right, coming out of the el- electricity maker there. So basically, you get your um, – You go higher RPMs, and all of a sudden your headlights would get brighter, all the electrics would go up, and so eventually it'd fry something, you know, blow a fuse or something. So the regulator is where all the stator connects to so that your bike gets even. Um, voltage all the time, no matter what RPM you're at, right? Um, and even though I say that, sometimes when you give it a little gas, like on my bike, I will, my on Spamla, she's so old, I will notice the headlight gets just a little bit brighter, you know? Just a touch, just a tad. Um, and then the rectifier is basically something that changes AC to DC and makes everything copacetic like that. So the Reg Rec is usually one device that does that. It keeps the voltage regulated at like a steady pace and it's changing... Uh, Alternating current to direct current, and basically in a um, the DC power like goes out and charges the battery, right? So that's why alternators can't charge. I guess I I didn't. I thought I thought I had this backwards, but I guess that's why generators can charge because the extra power that they make goes back into the battery. Where an alternator. Well, from
2: what the research that I'm seeing is that generators produce direct current, so it's compatible with the battery because batteries produce direct current.
0: Right. Well, yeah, and you have a rectifier either way, uh, you know, to change any any current coming out of the stator back to direct current, right? Yeah, and so it'll go to the battery. The reason the alternators supposedly don't charge the battery is because you're not, if you don't need that much, if you don't have uh, that many things going on the motorcycle, the the power sent to it and sent to the electromagnetic field um, doesn't. Uh, generate that much, uh, of a, of a, um, draw, you know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't put out as much power. Like a, like a generator is all or nothing. If your bike's running and the crank is spinning, it's creating an an electromagnetic field on the alternator. Since it's an electromagnet going to the center, it varies the current going to that pole, you know, or going to the, um, electromagnet. And so it just doesn't put out as much if it doesn't need as much. And then you start turning on things here and there or running systems or like friggin'. A gold wing versus like a you know that thing needs a, an alternator because there's so many possibilities that you could be running at one time if you had to have a stator on that thing to make sure that you could power the the lights the abs module the airbag module all of the electronics like all the because there's a whole shit ton of like electronic suites on those bikes like on the handlebars it looks like a friggin' keyboard up there like i swear to god and then there is a literal keyboard right in the middle of the tank where you dial in like all the nav stuff so i mean it, there's so many electronics on the new um Goldwings that you could imagine how huge your stator would have to be to power all those should you choose to use them all at one time and the that's the cool thing about an alternator is it you can kick up the power if those things start to create draw. It can say, oh, okay, we'll give you more power, blah, 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 blah. Some more amps coming out of the battery, blah, blah, blah. Here, we'll send it here and there. If you just had a stator on on a Goldwing, it would have to be putting out max power all the time to be able to power that stuff because you'd go to power. If it didn't, you'd go to power one and, like, something else wouldn't work because it has to like decide where to send this stuff. So that's really the difference between alternators and generators is that alternators can vary the current that they put out and generators can't and car and motorbikes are so small. Like I think Spamla has like six things. She has the headlight, the, um, turn signals, the brake light and the, um, the stock, uh, speedometer has like a backlight that has maybe like a neutral indicator and that's about it besides you know spark to the to the spark plug i mean that's it you know what i'm saying like that's all the electronics on that thing there's and and i guess a um a brake or a clutch switch so that if it's in gear it won't start but that's it i mean literally that's it And on other bikes, though, you've got like, you know, fuel injection modules, ABS, you got a whole bunch of stuff. So I'm surprised that actually some of the newer bikes, you can tell when a bike doesn't have like all this Wango Tango stuff because it probably doesn't have a very good generator. Whereas like BMWs have alternators because they have just a suite of um, electronics. They usually have like ESA, they usually have, which is an electronic suspension adjustment. They also have uh, basically... um, all these input, you know, ABS, cornering ABS, rain, anything with ride modes, all this stuff, they need a bigger, a bigger generator. So that's why most BMWs have a generator rather than an alternator. I mean, uh, rather than, um, stator they have a they have an alternator on there so they they do kind of look like car alternators they pull them off i don't know what models they pull them off from their old cars so
2: is it accurate to say that the alternator is just essentially the stator with the rectifier in one housing cuz that's <laughs> nope. what i from my research that's what i
0: No because a stator is literally just the wrapping of copper wire. So whether you have an alternator or a generator, you still have a stator. An alternator, the difference is is that you can vary the current to it to the mag- the magnetic pole in the center, like the the magnetic Right,
2: but varying that, that's the regulator. That's what regulates.
0: No, it. the regulator takes what you're putting out and keeps it at a current uh, or at a consistent level. The regulator's for output. Al- the what on an alternator you can vary how much you put in. And how much it gets back, how much it gives out on a stator, you can't vary that. It's just all or nothing. Your magnetic field is turning because the crank's spinning, and the you know what I'm saying? Right, but
2: you have a separate voltage regulator rectifier that works in conjunction with the stator,
0: yeah, or, two or, different or parts or yeah, yeah. on the yeah, your stator has a reg rack, so does an alternator. But well, that's
2: what I'm saying. So, from what I understand, the alternator has both of those components in one housing. No. No.
0: No. <laughs> the the alternator bike will also have like a regulator usually, to keep twelve volts going to your bike at all times, right? So does a stator? will have well, a stator is a generator. We'll have that because like the stator is just the copper wire windings. So the the um. A bike with a generator, which is a stator and rotor, will have a reg rec. And a bike with an alternator might just have a regulator, but they both just keep it at, like, 12 volts, like, keep it consistent so you don't get, like, whoopsie, I upped the RPMs and blew a fuse because now I'm getting, like, 24 volts coming out of the stator, you know? So a regulator just regulates the voltage to keep it steady. An alternator, um, uh, 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 uh alternator can actually make it so that it only is putting out six volts if you only need six volts you know what I'm saying so the regulator like doesn't even get enough voltage an alternator can say hey you need like more current coming out I mean the regulator will still only make everything 12 volts but you can't increase the power with a um, stator like a generator you can with an alternator because it senses that it needs more draw the electric magnet in the center of the windings gets more current sent to it, So it can like give you way more power than you need because you're powering on a whole bunch of more electronics. You know what I'm saying? Where a generator, a bike with a stator, you're maxed out at a certain level. It's like fixed. It's like a fixed level thing. So if you start putting accessories on your bike all the time, you're going to blow out a stator because there's just not enough voltage for it to get out to every single thing that you want to run. Where an alternator puts out extra, but also if you don't need that, it'll just put out a little bit because the, 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 the winding in the center is an electromagnet. It's like, it's, um, it's getting electricity to it f- first so that the magnetic field that it generates can vary. It can be a lot, a really big magnetic field or just a little one if you don't need that much. On a stator slash you know, generator, um, that thing is just like pumping all the time. And if you start adding extra stuff, you're gonna blow out your stator. Does that make some more sense?
2: Yeah, I believe
0: so. <laughs> you're all, I'm done with you. This is, <laughs> I'm out of here. This is fucked up. Um, yeah, that was that was basically the, uh, the difference between the two. And that's how you can, that's probably how you blew your stators. Because you're like, man, this thing's sweet. I'm just going <laughs> to stick more stuff on here until it blows up. What did you have to replace your stator on, by the way?
2: It was the Harley because what happened was God because damn. it shares the same housing when the spring plate, in the clutch, grenade inside, it, yeah. It, all of those bits like glommed onto the magnets, yeah. And then it blew, it blew up. The it, it overheated,
0: right? And I was gonna say, there's mechanical is never. Um,
2: and then when that happened, totally it thing. was sending, I guess, too much power to the rectifier. So then they had to replace that because then that went out. It was kind
0: of like a chain reaction. Yeah. I mean, I could see that too, I guess. The regulator is over-regulating.
3: The only stator, rectifier, alternator story I've got, I used to have CB50, and I went through three different phases on it. One where I was obsessed with A second phase where I wanted to sort of cafe it out, you know, hop up a third I just sort of found a place of peace and I decided to make everything as reliable as possible then sell it (laughs) and so yeah the the charging system just completely went to shit and I went on this stupid campaign to try to find a replacement selenium rectifier for this fucking thing Jesus
0: selenium rectifier was my nickname in high school by the way yeah it's my gay porn name on the other side of (laughs) the Mississippi selenium rectifier (laughs)
3: and uh so uh, if you don't know how to selenium it's crazy it's basically just like a cheat in physics it shouldn't work (laughs) but it just does and and if you know anything about selenium if you read about that you're like wow I can't believe this was ever even legal to make shit like this but they, they essentially look like a tie fighter almost and um I remember I was trying to jump the bike at one point off of a car, and that's when the rectifier just completely went. And, like, all like it just started bubbling in the way that sleeping rectifiers do when they go. And this, like, noxious plume of gas came out of the bike, went, like, right by my face, and I just felt, like, six years disappear. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> you're right. It just
3: sucked my life force away. <laughs> oh my uh, yeah, so, I know exactly
2: what you're talking about.
3: Basically, this is to sum up that modern charging systems are so much better than they used to be. Really, the only way this entire conversation relates to any of the listeners is that if you've got an old bike, basically, the day you get it, tear the fucking regulator rectifier out of there, because it is going to be the system and buy a, That's a and because they used to have a separate regulator, and a separate rectifier. And now you pretty much get everything in the component, which is way better a way to go.
0: Yeah. You're chopping up a little bit, but what I think I heard you say is buy an unobtainium or adamantium one.
3: Yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Just, well, and the, the thing is, is because everybody wants to do that thing where they plug in 95 accessories, right, that the bike was never designed to... Go well, with, also, right?
2: I have a, a little anecdote about that That's too. I learned that lithium batteries in motorcycles require a uh, rectifier regulator that is actually um, designed to work with DC voltage coming out of a lithium battery. Huh. Because I was having, when I popped in my lithium, I was getting it was chugging a bit, it was lagging. Like when I'd start the bike up, the the front headlight would be flickering during idle and then when I would rev in idle, it would um, you know, brighten up. And so I was like, that's weird. I didn't have that problem when I had the lead battery in there. And then I was doing some research and sure the voltage that comes out of the lithium battery is not the same. It doesn't supply the amps the same way. Yeah. And uh so the current like getting the regulator that was designed to work in uh, unison with the lithium battery actually it smoothed it all out like the bike actually ran better once i upgraded the regulator yeah
1: so i do have something to add to that Um, lithium ion batteries aren't really great for motorcycles you're really just making the trade-off for the energy density so that you can have a way lighter battery lead acid batteries are way better at uh, absorbing and, ch- and storing all the excess charge off of your uh, off of your regulator rectifier but you're paying for the extra weight generally especially if you're running a lot of accessories and you're discharging and charging up the battery a lot you really just want to go with a good standard lead battery yeah
2: well that's the thing this regulator was actually they researched it so that it it That may be true for a regular rectifier that is meant to be working with a lead battery. But this rectifier specifically was able to recharge the battery and smooth out any spikes specifically Hmm. for a lithium battery. And yeah, I know. I mean, I know the downsides to running a lithium battery, but... Yeah, the, you got to have a special charger or
0: tender and all. I mean, they're they're actually yeah. a lot of hassle. Uh,
2: but like this particular rectifier is explicitly meant for a lithium, so it actually bypasses any of the downsides that uh, you would have with a regular type rectifier.
0: Yeah, you know, um, I mean, I get gel batteries because I like to be able to mount mine uh, any which way I like, but they're still like you know, they're basically absorbed gas mat or gel battery, like lead acids. They're not, I think, yeah, the trade-off for lithium is the, 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 um, what's it called? Like the, the weight savings, but you know what? Like, I don't know if it was a car and my battery was weighing, you know, 60 pounds a piece or even 40 pounds a piece. That's one thing. But on my bike, like five pounds of Shore Eye, like the very first year I saw Shore Eye batteries. Um, and they were like, Hey, we're a brand new company. I saw my IMS and they were like, Feel this And the battery weighed Like a piece of notebook paper And oh my god Like this is the greatest thing Lithium ion baby That's the wave of the future Lithium um, phosphate Whatever the hell They were using right And then come to find out Like Yeah, there's a lot of stuff you gotta do. Like, it's not just a direct swap. Just like swapping LED turn signals to your bike isn't really gonna work because the relay, you know, like the different voltages, it's they're gonna flash faster because the relay is expecting a certain resistance and it's not getting it. Like, there's a lot of things that I think people just get and slap them on because it's in the Mm -hmm. motosphere or it's like a theme or meme of the times, as you young folks like to say. And it just really like screws it up. It's like a, it's like a thought. Everyone does it. Let's change our, let's change our sprocket. Let's get a lithium ion battery, go to LED lighting. And one more thing, like I can't even think of, uh, you know, there's just a bunch of stuff that people do. And then they're like, dude, why did I do that? Like the, the manufacturer obviously thought it was good enough to sell to 60,000 people across the globe. Um, you know in the way that they put it out of the factory, but we all got to go and do everything from the exhaust, right from the, from the turn signals to the exhaust, everything's got to be redone or this bike is just a hunk of turd, right? Yeah yeah well
1: I can I can understand that like if you're riding like a super motored out WR 250f and the bike weighs like 250 pounds and you can drop like four pounds right up directly under the seat. that's kind of that's kind of legit. Uh, but I think if your bike weighs like 400 pounds and your batteries mounted, you know, just behind the airbox, low down already. Yeah. Uh, it's probably just way overkill, especially yeah. for the price. Yeah.
0: You, you, it's actually giving you a good center of gravity at that point. And yeah, you're, you're
2: well, I know for me as a commuter and I'm always packing crap on my bike. So anywhere that I could save weight. Uh, definitely helped me because the minute I popped that lithium battery in there and commuting with all of the things that I, I transport, it made a difference for for my. Person. Not everyone is going to need it, you know. It's not necessarily something that you need as a regular rider. Yeah. There's always pros and cons to all of all of those things because I learned the hard way that when you deplete the energy in a lithium ion, you're bricked. You've bricked it and you basically have, what, a $200 spot. Yeah. Because it can't be jump-started the way a regular...
0: Yeah, and that's another thing, right. That's another thing. And, uh, like I said, you got to buy a special charger or battery tender, or at least one that has... um, Like, I noticed that since lithium ions have come onto the market, a lot of battery tenders will have, like, a little switch. Hey, is this lead acid or lithium ion? Because we need a you know supply, uh, current back to it different, you know, in a different way or whatever to keep it from exploding on your dang garage. You know, you come out and there's just like smoky rafters, and what used to be your motorcycle and your belongings is now a pile of fuming <laughs> carcinogenic, uh, vapors. But yeah, I, I agree. Um, alternators regulators staters and masturbators uh feel free to write in uh creative writing podcast at gmail.com if you want to comment on any of this stuff if we got it wrong let me know um i'm not an electrician i'm basically going off what i remember from having to work on my volkswagen um and from what i've no god what i do what i what i know from um got another another incident uh from what i know from b m w the the stuff that i work with with b m w so i i just going off of that um and so yeah if we got any of this wrong and you are an a s e certified all right everybody well that's just about the time that the battery went dead on the recorder another debacle i'm telling you this uh I couldn't have done any worse on this particular episode. And so we did resume where we're going to wrap up the show here in a minute. But next week, tune in. We're going to do things a little bit differently with the word of the week and all that great stuff. Let's get back to the show real quick. Um, yeah, we're gonna wrap it up here because we've already had enough technological advance uh, advancements happen while we were recording the show and enough technological nightmares happen during the recording of it. So alternate wigs, thanks for hanging out with us tonight and uh, setting Jay straight on alternators and regulators. Um, thanks to alternate wigs, we're gonna call you Ziggins. Thanks Ziggins for hanging out, <laughs> and uh, thanks Jay. I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna wrap this. Um, everybody, be sure this weekend to go out to the Carnival of Speed. That's happening by the time you're hearing this, because I know you bums don't listen to this on Fridays. You probably listen Saturday. Um, What, are you too busy at work to listen to a podcast and get in trouble for? So, yeah, check out the Carnival of Speed. Hopefully, I'll be out there uh, checking out some sweet vintage bikes, riding some mini bikes with beer on my head, and getting water balloons broken across my spine. Um, Also happening this weekend is the Isle of Man. um, Not the Isle of Man TT, but the classic TT and the Manx GP. Uh, They have been qualifying all week long. And uh, they'll be racing Saturday and Monday. So check that out if you uh, so desire. I don't know where to. Jesus Christ! I don't know where to check it out. That scared me. Who just? Uh, who just got shot? Oh, my bad. <laughs> uh, I might edit that out because what you didn't hear was a gigantic shit sound coming out of my butt when that. Oh God! What was that shot? I had PTSD from uh, my time in the uh, gorilla. Anyway. <laughs>
2: So, you were in a gorilla yeah I was oh, gonna I, that I was
0: gonna talk about my time with the Sandinistas yeah when I was in a gorilla um but anyway yeah so check out the classic TT if you so desire and uh some upcoming events Jay do you wanna you wanna say these I know you can see my screen can't you
2: or I can't see anything.
0: I know, I'm just kidding. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff coming up. I actually put it on our website, which is creative writingcom Go to the front page there and uh, check out some of the cool stuff coming up. There's Myrtle Myrtle Beach. but Didn't that already happen? Yeah, but they do a fall one too. There's also like the Ozarks Rally, the Hot Springs Rally. There's some stuff going on in Cleveland, Ohio. Or not Cleveland even, it's some shady, someplace even shadier than Cleveland. But uh, it's Ohio, alright. Yeah, there's a bunch of rallies. Now that Sturgis is over, all the good ones start. The good ones where you don't have to have a, your boobs painted or get a new tramp stamp or even buy that uh, DOT Harley bandana. So yeah, go check it out and um, in the meantime this is uh, the Junk 4th Meister reminding you to don't listen to this show ever again. If you, if you know what's good for you, you guys got any good, meaningful sign-offs? And none of us said the word of the day, which I feel like is a good accomplishment, except for Narissa, who has to talk like a surfer for the rest of the day.
3: I'm just happy that I was here a historic night that we got for the very first intern Tanner gold medal of podcasting god excellence damn it don't,
2: <laughs> it's the medal of shame
0: <laughs> don't ever remind me yeah this was such a frustrating dang, dang. god I wish nobody was here to hear that but everybody was here to hear that no, I, I have no hole I have, there's no digital hole to hide my digital stupidity in but anyways guys thanks for hanging out uh, Ziggins Wiggins and Jay talk to you guys next week
2: nope yep. bye